guys, welcome back to the Code Life Cymru podcast. Uh, this is our Easter episode and we are going to be talking about biblical heroes. Now, if you've been tracking with these podcasts over the last few months, you'll know we've done comic book heroes, um, had a little bit of an argument over uh, whether Batman was actually a superhero or not. Um, we did real life heroes and got totally inspired by people who had done amazing stuff and change the world around them. And this time we're doing biblical heroes. And uh, our hope in this episode is that we'll just encourage us each other to go deeper into the word and let the Bible shape our lives. So welcome to the Easter episode of Code Life Cymru. I'm here with my great mate, uh, John Butler. Shemai John. Shemai John. How are you doing this month? I'm good, thank you. Yeah. And the first thing I need to say to you is Pascapis. Yeah. Happy Easter. Pascapis ati. Yeah. Diochum vaur. So we're talking um, biblical heroes um, today. Yes, we are. Um, let's just start with a little, little cheeky question about how we engage with the Bible on yeah. our daily lives. So what, what does that actually look like for you? Uh, for me... It involves mostly using the Bible app, so the App Store, like the Uversion Bible, and then using uh, this this year I'm using a plan based within that, um, which is working through the New Testament in a year. Um, I did the Bible in a year last year, um, and this year I'm doing the New Testament in a year. So just spending a longer, more methodical and sort of slower paced read through the New Testament just to really Brilliant. try and focus on what the New Testament teaches us, shows us. So looking, I'm still in the book of Mark at the moment. Um, so looking, yeah, at the life of Jesus, looking at his teachings. Um, yeah, spending the time thing with that. The thing with the app is that wherever you are, you've always got your phone in your back pocket, haven't you? So yes. You can... I think sometimes, yeah, you've got that freedom, but I think also it requires a little bit of discipline as well because when you've got it with you all the time and you can therefore read it any time, it's also possible then to read it no time, yeah, if, yeah. You, if you follow me. Um, so yeah, being disciplined in using that. But then you've got what I also like about that Bible app <coughs> is the ability to highlight verses, share verses, but you can also click on a verse and then there's a little option where you can click compare and it will bring up, you can select which translations or versions you want to use as your favourites, as it were, just to compare and maybe just look. So what I tend to try and do is as I'm reading through a passage, so usually it's half a chapter a day in the New Testament, it's just trying to find one verse within that that's jumping out at me. God, what are you saying? And then part of that, drilling down into that one verse, looking at the comparison. So comparing your NIV to your New Living Translation, maybe the message, looking at the Christian Standard right. Bible, sometimes uh, Babel.net, so the Welsh language as well. Just like, yeah, just seeing what all those things say. Oh, dear, I am. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's for me. What about yourself? Yeah, so uh, up till um, some point, I can't remember quite... Um, last year at some point in the year I was using the app too um, I, I and I still got the app on my on my phone I love having that access to just look up a verse every now and then or whatever um, but I think over the course of last year I started to go back to the to the holding the bible in my hand the analog bible oh I tell you what <laughs> just paper just bible. smelling the bible and flicking through with the tissue paper you know and all that sort of stuff yeah. like that uh, yeah, that's the tissue, the, the thin, the thin paper. paper. Right well, I'm, I'm holding one in my own hand right this moment. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, um, so I I read my um, I read my Bible, uh, the Bible from the 
as a book version, analog version, as you say. <laughs> and I've, I'm freestyling at the moment in terms of I'm not doing an, a, a plan. It's yep. a long time since I haven't done a plan. So this year I've come in and just taking a step back and um, and just um, praying, uh, you know, about what book in the Bible yep. I need to be reading right now. And I'm not getting, just to explain this, I'm not getting a, I don't get a big finger coming out of the sky and saying yeah. you need to, you need to read James. Yeah. But just that sense within me that, that I always, I go to a book then that yeah. I feel, oh, that's probably going to help me. And it's, it's, in, it's, it's great just to freestyle my way through it. I don't know how long that'll last, okay. how, how long I'll, before I go back to a plan. I do like to read um, in some form of order, but at, the, at this moment in time, it's, it's it's a little bit like wanting to read through it leisurely, if that makes sense. What's your go-to translation? My go-to translation is actually the ESV in Ooh. English. I quite like that, and like you, um, I've got my um, uh, my uh, Babel dot net. Yeah. Um, and Popple Evank. Are you okay. the, the yeah. youth version? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it. I find that quite helpful. Yeah. Not that the translation is any different, but the the stuff that's in there. That, I think the starlight. I've got the same one. The starlight. Yeah. Is, it's really good. It's more accessible, yeah. isn't it? So, um, so that's great. Um, so yeah. So we we, you know, guys, what we want to do in this episode is encourage you to to think that if you're not reading your Bible. Um, on a regular basis, I would say daily, but let's not make this into any kind of um, um, kind of ritual. Yeah. Uh, but just reading the Bible regularly, however that looks for you. If you're not doing that, then some of the things that we're going to share with you today, y- you might actually not be accessing yourself. Like the guys in the Bible who teach us something, the guys who who help us to. To, to, to know what kind of men God is calling us to be. And uh, can I give a shout out to the 52 Men of the Bible videos that are on the um, CVM Cymru YouTube channel. Start accessing those one character a week and giving you some ideas on, on what it looks like to be a man of God. 52 weeks, 52 men. So there'll be one there for every week of the year. Um, but John, we, um, as has become a little bit of a tradition over the last couple of months, we're doing our top threes. Yes. Um, and we got a top three each in terms of men in the Bible who, um, for different reasons, inspire us, encourage yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking biblical heroes and we've got a list of three each. Um, mine's, mine's in no particular order, as it were. Yeah, um, mine too. But uh, yeah, just three three characters I just think, yeah, teach me teach me something, maybe stretch my understanding, help me engage more with the words, the Bible that is, help me think, okay, what's God trying to teach me through these people and how, how does that play out in my own life? Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, though I say mine is in no particular order, I think... My number one is actually one of my most favourite Bible characters, so that he might actually be Ooh. there at number one intentionally. Okay, um, so that's a little little nod to you. So let, I, I don't want to have to wait now for your number one. Well, you're gonna have to. Sorry. You've uh, you sort of yeah given the the intro too too good. <laughs> I have, I have. Let's hope it's not a letdown, eh? Well, yeah. Let's let's hope um, not. 
Right, I always ask you about yours first, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go in first this time. Go for it. Um, and um, I put at number three the, of the two that are in no particular order. Yes. Um, Matthew, you know the tax collector, the disciple of Jesus. Now, AKA Levi. A. Some of the gospels. Levi. Just yes. to chuck it in there. Yeah. Formerly known as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it's the artist formerly known as <laughs> Prince or uh, Matthew, Matthew, formerly yeah, known yeah. as Levi. Um, the reason I've chosen him is because um, I've got mash, a, a national. I've got a massive missional heart. I, I combine yeah, those two words. Create a new word there. Yeah, yeah. And um, what I love about Matthew is the minute Jesus says, follow him, the first thing he does is he invites all his mates around yes. to his house, gets Jesus along, and that says, I've met Jesus, let me introduce him to you. That's good. a pretty good start to your good following point. life, good following point. Jesus' life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because so. yeah, the Bible tells me it talks about how Jesus, yeah, went for a, a dinner party at Matthew's, yeah, um, is, a, is the... Is my paraphrase of the paraphrase version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, people used to say Jesus. You come from the south of England, so you will say dinner party, won't you? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know. Okay, we'll move on quickly. Probably not, uh, mush. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, it, but in the Bible, it talks about that Jesus was eating with yeah. sinner, tax collectors and sinners. And yeah, Matthew was, yeah, had some tax collector mates because he was a tax collector. So, yeah. He brought them all around for, for, for dinner with Jesus. And the religious leaders, leaders had an epi-fit, didn't they, to be fair? They weren't fans of it. They, no. weren't, they weren't fans of it, so, no. But there we go. When we do stuff that religious leaders have a problem with, can sometimes be more like what Jesus... Quite possibly. possibly. Yeah. I, I think I'd better move on quickly from that one. Your number three... <laughs> Yeah, let me on quickly. Uh, agreed. Number three, uh, I am going to start with... Okay, if you've got Matthew, I'm going to go Peter. Mm. Uh, so, disciple of Jesus, called, chosen by Jesus. A couple of different reasons, really. So, Peter, like, like most of the people, in fact, all of the people in the Bible, bar Jesus, made a bit of a boo-boo, if we can put it that way. Made a bit of a mistake. Which we all do. We do. Uh, but Peter denied Jesus, didn't he, three times yeah, he after Jesus' arrest before his um, crucifixion. But then we also see uh, that Jesus restores Peter, forgives Peter, and brings him back into the fold, back into friendship and relationship. And Peter has an opportunity for redemption. That's the whole point of the cross, isn't it? That what we've done, and we talked about this last time, yeah, but what we've yeah. done in the past doesn't define what God has for us next, but actually through through the work of Jesus on the cross. It's so good something that's new. the case, isn't it? Oh, it's... Oh, it's, it's well, it's incredible. Um, yeah, it is incredible. Jaw-dropping. But what I love about Peter, so Peter, he, he does that denial moment, but then he, he comes back and then he gets the opportunity to preach a, a stonker of a message at Pentecost, doesn't he? Sees mm. thousands of people commit their lives to Jesus um, with, the, with his Pentecost message, you know, empowered through the Holy Spirit. But then just fast-forwarding in Peter's, Peter's journey later on in the book of Acts is there's another moment where Peter... Um, has to come face to face with some of his own preconceived ideas about how God works, about who God is for. And, and God gives him this pit to this dream, doesn't he? That actually now, first of all, all food is, is okay to eat. There's no unclean food anymore. But also how he now wants to, he's now the God of the Gentiles, so the God of non-Jews as well. And so Peter has to swallow a bit of his own sort of Jewish pride, his own Jewish experience and go into the house of, of, of uh, Cornelius, a Gentile uh, 
give the good news to him and then pray for him and see him and his family come to faith and filled with the Holy Spirit. And I think that just shows us the journey that Peter goes on. And I think that's that's the thing that teaches me is like, let's not put God in a box. Let's not limit God to our previous understanding and experience of him, but actually be aware of what God is wanting to do in us and through us, but also how God is, is going to continue to blow our own expectations, yeah. uh, exceed our own limits we would try and put on him. Uh, so that that's why I chose Peter. Wow, that's good stuff. Really good stuff. So my second... Yeah. Of the non-ranked. We wouldn't say we won't say number two because that sounds no. a bit. My second childish. <laughs> See, got a laugh though, didn't it? <laughs> okay, uh, serious face now. Um, is Basilel? Basilel okay. is a guy in the Old Testament um, that, uh, if you've not heard of Basilel, um, he is the person that is said of first in the Bible that the Spirit of God came on him. Yes. And he was a skilled craftsman. Yeah, yeah. He was good at woodwork, metalwork, all sorts of work. And he was just a very, very practical guy. And actually, probably would be true to say, if it wasn't for Basilel, there yeah. wouldn't be a tent of meeting. For yeah, the which was like the, the church building, wasn't it? It was like temple, the temple, wasn't it? Temple. Yeah, the, for, the, yeah, the precursor of the temple. He was handy with the glue gun, wasn't he? He was, yeah, no more nails. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, but what I love about this, I love yeah. the fact that, that the Bible nods to him, and rightly so, it, it should do. Yeah. I love the fact that he is the first person that, that is spirit-filled, and I love the fact that actually he's not your conventional... Within the Christian ministry world, he's not your conventional person that you... That, that we've yeah. historically looked at. We look at the people on the platform, yes. but we don't look at the people uh-huh. who who are spirit-filled, and, and without them, the kingdom just would not, wouldn't operate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because kind of like a bit behind the scenes, but making the stuff that is the scene work and happen. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, you, you think of, of um, all those people who do real practical stuff, like your tech and sound, you know, sound yeah. technician type guys on a Sunday meeting. I maybe. tell you what, they're spirit-filled guys. Yeah. But they're never seen. Yeah, and I yeah, just yeah. like, I love it. I love the fact. So shout out Good to shout. all of you guys out there Good and job. ladies who are doing such practical stuff to make the kingdom grow in your communities. Um, God loves you. We love you. And we want to shout out to you. Yeah. Very Heroes. Good. Like it. Yeah, I like it. That's a good one. Yeah, my, my second one, I'm going to go uh, someone, it also begins with a B and probably isn't necessarily the most well-known um, but I'm going to go with a chap called Benaya. 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 Yeah. Can we? Can I just ask you a question before you go any further? You can. You can try. How do you know how to pronounce Benaya? Well, David Suchet taught me, obviously. Poirot. Brilliant. There yeah. you go. No more. If in doubt, when it comes to so that's the thing, isn't it? There's so many <laughs> names and places and things in the Bible we never quite know how to pronounce them. So um, that's the great thing about the Bible app is you can listen to it on audio and then. Hercule Poirot will read to you if you go with the NIV version. Anyway, yeah, Benayas. There's two Benayas, but I'm only going to talk about one of them today. So the the Benayas I'm talking about uh, is one of David's mighty men, so one of David's mighty warriors. Uh, And we find his name listed in in 2 Samuel, where it lists the names of the mighty warriors that David had, and a little bit about their exploits. And what I love about Benayas um is uh it talks about you know um who is the son of the fact he was a valiant warrior he did many heroic deeds which included killing two champions of moab 
And then uh, verse 20, so 2 Samuel 23, verse 20, it says this. Um, Another time, on a snowy day, he chased a lion uh, down into a pit and killed it. Wow. And I was like, well, that's obviously heroic, because (laughs) who who would choose to go and pick a fight with a lion on a snowy day when... I would suggest that the odds are probably more stacked against you. Um, and um, I just, a shout out actually to a couple of great books I've read in which mentions Benaiah by name, but also the other Mighty Warriors, Mighty Men of David, um, by Mark Batterson. So if you have a look up Mark Batterson, great authors. So In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day was one of the books I read. And he just sort of unpacks the person and character of Benaiah, and what that teaches us and about taking the opportunities God gives us and how to how to live out that the calling that God's given us. But yeah, I just like that because you sort of, there's lots of stuff in the Bible where were it not for us reading it, just those people that only get mentioned in the odd verse here or there, yeah, yeah. they would, we wouldn't know anything about them. But yeah, there's, there's an opportunity. God's put these people in this word for a reason. What, what can we learn about those people and how do they help us and teach us? So yeah, I'm not going to be going to fight a lion in a, in a pit on a snowy day myself necessarily, you know, literally, but there are opportunities and things that maybe God might have for me, like he might have for you to do. Yeah. You could get yourself up to Borth's uh, Zoo. Is there a line there? Uh, probably not. They had their big cat's licence removed after... Um... So you're not going to do it then, really? No, no, no. No opportunity? No, that's, that's true, yeah. That's... It's not about bravery. It's just there isn't the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. If the opportunity presented itself, yeah. I, would, I would be Benaiah. But instead, I'll just read about him. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're going to come to... Uh... My, uh, I, I, we need a big drum roll moment, that, but we haven't got one because it's my. Top oh yeah, one, this better it? not be an anti climax. It's, it's, it's no, it's no anti climax. My, one of my, apart from Jesus, I think my all-time favourite Bible character is a man called Caleb. Ah. Caleb was one of the twelve um, spies that went into the Promised Land. Yes. And him and. Joshua came back and gave the God report. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the others came back and gave the fear report. True. And um, and, and that resulted that the, the the overwhelming support went with or vote went with the ten that feared. Yes. Not the two that had faith. faith. Yeah. But in that time when Caleb was in the Promised Land, God promised him the mountain region of Hebron. Yeah. And um, the. The, the punishment for the Israelites not believing yeah. in God and choosing fear over faith was that they yes. had to walk the, the uh, wilderness for yeah. another 40 years and that generation, generation. was yeah. wiped out, wasn't it? Yeah. But Caleb wasn't, Joshua wasn't. And when he went back at 85 years old, Caleb stood at the Hebron mountain range and he said to God give me this mountain I am strong enough to take it yeah 85 years old he'd never stopped being a warrior never stopped trusting God wholehearted yeah resilient never gave up on his on the promise that God had given him though it took 40 years for him to realize yeah. it yeah wow what a hero what a hero so I think he, he justifies himself yeah as one of the most influential men in the Bible for me. Yeah, quality, I'd, I'd agree with you. Yeah, yeah fair yeah. play. How about you? Yeah, number one, I am also going Old Testament still, and a little bit further back in time, pre-Caleb, actually. I'm going to go with Joseph. Oh, good call. Joseph, uh, yeah. Mm. Prince of Egypt, if you've seen the film. Um, <laughs> the chap with the amazing Technicolor <laughs> dream coat, as Andrew Lloyd Webber taught us. Yes. Um, I'm not thinking like Jason Donovan or Philip Schofield. I'm thinking the actual Joseph of the Bible. And the reason I've chosen Joseph 
um, is, you know, he had some flaws as we all do, um, but also he he stuck with his morals. Like this is a guy who was betrayed by his brothers, sold into slavery, then had the opportunity of uh, a beautiful woman literally put on a plate before him, and rather than taking advantage and turning his back on you know, his faith, turning his back on his relationship with God and, and therefore, I suppose, you know, doing the dirty on his master, as it were, mm. and, and having an affair. He, he chose to run away, to remove himself from that temptation. Um, and despite making that choice, then finds himself put in prison for something he didn't do. Yeah. But again, while in prison, still was, was you know, willing to serve the purposes of God um, and spent a long time in prison eventually to God putting him in the position where he became Prime Minister of Egypt, essentially. But I think there's a there's just so much we can learn from the character of Joseph. But yeah, just that, um, I would say that ability to, to keep his morals, to keep his focus on God rather than shortcuts, rather than opportunities presented to him. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it doesn't seem like heroic, does it? But actually running away is the right thing to do. And that's what Joseph did. He ran away from Potiphar's wife. Um, rather than, like, you know, doing what he could have done. Um, So I think, yeah, we don't often think as running away as as heroic, but I think sometimes there is an element of retreat that is heroic, and there's some lessons we can learn from Joseph. It's knowing... I think think this is really true when it comes to temptation, isn't it? And to addiction and stuff like that that we all struggle with. Um, That it's not always the wise thing to go into the eye of the storm, is it? Sometimes it is to run away yeah, in yeah. the opposite direction. It is. And other of us say, oh, yeah, I, I faced this giant and defeated it, or I faced this yeah. lion and I defeated it. But actually, defeating temptation doesn't... Some, sometimes it requires a withdrawal. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, yeah. Well, there's a, I've got a friend who talks about retreat, but he's sort of... It's a tactical withdrawal rather than a retreat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know... Um, and, and that's why... Um, uh, the CVM team, the, the UK-wide team, um, do the tactical comms each yeah. Monday morning. It's that tactical withdrawal yeah. into the word before you go into yeah. the week. I think it's it's ultimately a really wise thing to do to to get yourself away from the pressures, the temptations, yeah. that 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 place where you might choose differently. Yeah. And for Joseph, uh, you, you say he he um, kind of ran away from the offer of a beautiful yeah. woman, but then God gives him. His wife, daughter of the the priest, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, and uh, and he has um, family, two, yeah. two lovely kids, or maybe you know, I know of anyway. Um, so that's that, you know, God always makes it up to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, yeah, yeah. In, God's got something better for us. Let's not yeah. take the shortcut. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So, guys, we always say this when we get to the end of our three choices. There are so many others. We'd love to hear what your choices um, might be um, at CVM, uh, uh, sorry, at Code Life Cymru podcast. I do this every time. You do. Yeah. One, one day you'll get it right I the first time right and we won't even notice. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> so on Twitter, at Code Life Cymru, um, we'd love to hear what your your choices would be and to be able then to be, and to be inspired to go and look at those guys for ourselves too. But here's the thing. They're all great choices, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're not Jesus. True, they are not Jesus. And so these are all just men. These are all just people. Yeah, like you and I. Like you, yeah, indeed. Possibly a bit braver. <laughs> yeah. Well, when it comes to lions, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, 
and or being handy with with DIY. Yeah, yeah. There is a there's a bit of envy there. For oh me, yeah, to be fair, yeah, yeah. You know, um, same here. Putting a shelf up is about my limit. Um, but um, Jesus clearly is the ultimate in terms of um, a role model for us. Yeah. In everything. So I, I asked you earlier, I, I worded the question quite badly, I said, what, what do you think about Jesus earlier? <laughs> um, and you, you, uh, you kind of raised your eyebrow to me at that point. But um, what, just in terms of, when you yeah. read about the stuff about Jesus, obviously we're all in relationship with yeah. him, following him. What does that do for you? Yeah, I think, well, we were talking, weren't we, about Jesus, you know, he, te- he was a teacher, but he didn't just... He didn't just talk. No. <laughs> he didn't just teach. He he gave an example. He, he led a life that that lived up to what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah. He lived a life that, um, as an example, that exemplified his his teaching and lived an exemplary, exemplary life. Easy for me to say. And it, you know, in many ways, it's he set a standard that we're never going to reach. Yeah. But also, he set a standard that we don't need to reach because he he reached it for us. Um, yeah. So I think for me, yeah, it's that it's that 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 teaching that Jesus had, but then the practice that backed it up mm. as well. Um, yeah, you know, in I a th- human sense, I mean, and you know, we can probably talk about his divine nature and you know, being the son of God as a slightly separate yeah. issue. But in terms of yeah, as a as a man to follow, as an example to follow, that's it. Someone who taught the truth, but then lived lived up to what he taught about. I, I think you're right when you, you, you talk about the, the the human aspect, but then the divine. But he did lay aside the divine yeah. in in all but, didn't he? Yeah. In terms of so that he would. He, it wasn't like um, Einstein taking a um, third grade math test. Yeah. It, he, you know, it's not as if he knew all the answers all yeah. the time. He made the right choices. He lived with yes. intimacy with the father and he didn't make the bad choices he didn't make the wrong choices yeah which showed us that, and, and we orbit we orbit god in in in, in one way don't we and the mm. closer we get to god yeah the, the easier it is for us to make the right choices the further we drift away from god the harder it becomes very true and i think that that's how we live our lives whereas he he orbited the father in yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in complete consistency, didn't he? Well, the Bible or, talks about how he often went off to lonely places to pray. Yeah, there are many times, isn't there, where he was away praying and seeking seeking God. Um, yeah, and I think that that again, that example is something that we yeah. we need to adopt absolutely, <laughs> like, and keep working at. Yeah, yeah, and I think one of the things that um, I've been and, and actually. Um, we mentioned tactical comms earlier and I've, I've done the tactical comms for March and a lot of this comes up in in those um, those videos. It's this sense of living with um, what we call an opposite spirit where yeah. we see the world makes a choice, culture makes a choice in one direction. It's often about how can I get through yeah. this in one piece? How can I how can it advantage me how can it get me to where i want to be whereas when you you when you you look at the beatitudes and you look at sermon on the mount generally it's all about isn't it how yeah. how can i live in a way that is totally countercultural so i'm not going to yeah yeah you know i'm not going to essentially worry about 
um, or think that as long as I don't get into bed with, you know, talk about Joseph, as long as I don't get into bed with the woman, yeah. then I'm all right. But if I'm looking at her lustfully, what Jesus says, that's the same thing. Yeah, he does, yeah, yeah. If I get angry with you and wish badness on you... Which you wouldn't for me. Which I wouldn't for you. you know, you're, you're a great friend. Clearly, I wouldn't but, for yeah. anyone either. No, but... The, that's yeah. the same as murder, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and it's and it goes through, doesn't it? Or you let your yes be yes, yes. and your no be no, and 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 you, as you said earlier, he, Jesus raises that bar, yeah, but then he just gives us like grace and mercy yeah. and love, and he kind of and he's met the bar for us, so he yeah. has, yeah. And I I look at all of that. I love the beatitudes. I love the Sermon on the Mount, but I'm also really really honest about the fact that I failed more than I've ever succeeded. Yeah, yeah. and it's only by the power of Christ yeah. and the Holy Spirit within me they, they, they pick me back brush me down set me on my way again and yeah. and I'm good to go um, and that's yeah. that's what makes Jesus the ultimate biblical hero isn't yes. it he is the one he holds the whole of the world together the universe he holds us and he carries us and the ultimate promise is that that he's going to get us through this life yeah we follow that narrow path. We keep living, like we said, the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. And he ultimately, he's paid every price. We don't have to pay any of those, those prices again. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yes, it, yeah, it is mind-blowing, as I think I've already said. But yeah, it's just, it just has to make you, not, I don't mean you personally, it, it just makes me some, like, have to stop mm. and just say, wow, Sometimes, yeah, and thank you, like yeah, absolutely, yeah. And Easter's that moment. Isn't yeah, yeah, it? it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're it's, the, it's the most important day in the calendar, I think, in terms of the Christian faith. I mean, yeah, yeah everyone. Christmas, yeah, sure, but actually, Easter's when the victory. You know, Christmas. You can't have Easter without Christmas, but actually, without Easter, Christmas is irrelevant. Really, it is absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It's that crescendo. It's that moment of victory um, that followed that moment of ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. But that was that moment of submission to the will of the Father. Absolutely, absolutely, and we get to we get to see this in a kind of cameo, don't we? Every year, yeah. We get to Good Friday, and uh, and we 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 remember the fact that Christ hung on a cross for us. Yeah, and, and it's that old thing, isn't it? Yes, but Sunday's coming. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the whole point of it, isn't it? Sunday comes, He rises from yeah. the dead, and He's defeated death. Yeah. He's defeated hell. Yeah. He's faced um, defeated separation from God. He's, oh, he's crossed that, all. Yeah, that he's, bridge, that gap for us, isn't he? Absolutely. And yeah, come yeah. back. You come back to to that quote. My my quote. I've, I've quoted so many times. Victory is not in the outcome; it's in choosing. And you see yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah. hanging on a cross. Yeah. And to all intents and purposes, it looks like this was a great idea, but it's gone pear shaped now because Jesus is dead. Mm. But over those next couple of days, yeah. the third day he's raised from the dead and the victory is clear yeah. for all to see. Very true. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what Easter's all about, isn't it? It so, is. Yeah, yeah. So we, guys, we'll be celebrating Easter. We'll be thanking God for everything he's done for us. Yes. Um, a few Easter eggs in there, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I've got a young family. I've got a young family. So, There'll definitely be a house full yeah. of chocolate. Uh, hot cross buns, all sorts of stuff like that, you know. Uh, but ultimately, what we are grateful for is the fact that Jesus changed 
the course of history, he changed the narrative and he made it all about us walking over that bridge back to the yeah, Father. Yeah. And reveals to us just how much and intensely the Father loves us, doesn't it? The Bible talks about Jesus re- is revealing the unseen God, as it were. Um, and in Jesus, all the fullness of God is there and we're able to see what God looks like. And so through Jesus' teaching, through his actions, through what he did ultimately at the cross and then coming back to life, it teaches us about the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, the love of God for us. What a place to finish. No better place to finish. There is no better place. It's been great chatting with you, John, and um, I wish you, past Capis, happy Easter. Guys, I wish you a happy Easter too. Yeah. And I'm sure John does too. Pas capis e higid. Yeah. Happy there Easter you. to you all. Have a great month, guys, and we look forward to seeing you in uh, May. Yeah. This year's going quick. Flying by. Bless you guys. See you soon. Well, guys, that's it for this month. Thank you for listening to the Code Life Cymru podcast. We really do appreciate all the support that you give us. And it's fair to say that we couldn't do any of this without you. So please do remember to head across to our YouTube channel and subscribe to it if you haven't done so already. And please, please do consider visiting cvm.org.uk forward slash donate to support us financially. Every penny raised in Wales is used here in Wales to spread the gospel. Thank you very much, Diochen Vaur Jaun.